Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Johnson & Johnson is entering late-stage trial uh, studies. It's going to be a big one. It looks like four major companies are racing to the finish line at this point in time for getting a vaccine. And we should start getting... Stage three trial leaks of data, October, November. Uh, how long will it take to mass produce? From what I'm hearing, there's a very good chance we're wearing masks all the way through next year. Hmm. Oh, California, how I love thee. Johnson Johnson is launching a trial of a single dose COVID vaccine quicker than you would have thought. That's going to be a big story today. Um, Nike is going to be a big story today. The stock market, not that big of a story today. So far, there's no major move. Other than to say we opened higher and they started lower. Now, keep in mind, we've only been open for 30 or 40 minutes, roughly. So it's not that long, all things considered. Tesla's battery day yesterday, we'll talk about that. I can't say that it was all that, how shall we say, Maybe it's more of a reality check for shares versus a rocket fuel for shares. Tesla faced a stock market reality check yesterday after Battery Day was judged chiefly for its emissions. <laughs> Get it? Emissions? Omissions? Oh, I'll be here all day. Don't forget to sit here to waiters and waitresses. Um, investors had expected two big announcements. The development of a million-mile battery, good for 10 years or more. And a cost reduction target expressed in per kilowatts uh, hour and how expensive the battery technology is to implement and run. So we'll talk about that maybe. I was looking at an article on gas taxes. And gas taxes pretty much so across the United States are creeping up. Um... You're currently saving at the pump, yes, because of the pandemic has caused the economy to slow, pushing down demand. But gas prices, taxes are going pretty consistently higher. Um, and again, it's to, f- to fix our roads and things along those lines, right? So if there's a tax and a repair or a tax and a benefit that are so commonly tied together, tax motorists for uh, road repairs for sure. But then again, people are like, I pay my state taxes. <laughs> I get it. Trust me, I do. Tax, 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 tax. Uh, it does feel like that at times, does it not? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about on this hump day? Uh, we can talk about um, Nike's up 14 points, up 12%. It highlighted a digital growth of 82%, and it's raised its guidance for 2021. 
They've gone really hardcore with a back, a, I'm sorry, not a back, a business to consumer model that's cutting out the department stores, which means more profit for them. If the department store is going to sell their shoes for 120 bucks a pair, Nike might sell them to the department store for 80 bucks or 60 bucks, and the department store marks it up to that $120 retail price. Suggested manufacturer's retail price is it's a brand new car. Um, as a child, I always want it to be on prices right. As an adult, there's nothing more disparaging of a thought of where my life ended up being on the price on the right. Uh, Justin Johnson said that their COVID 19 vaccine is in phase three trials. There's typically three phases. The way I like to explain it, and it's not tr- accurate in any way, shape, or form, but it'll make sense to you. Phase one is modeling on the drug's efficacies. We know the, you know, if you put sugar in with dye number four, it won't kill you because we've seen it before. So you're basically doing lab studies, computer models. Um, Second, let's say that's when they pull out the guinea pigs, the hamsters, the rodents, the mice, the rats, anything we can inject with the vaccine so as to see oh, a hamster's got a similar immune uh, system as uh, man, and we can see that it's building antibodies. Okay, let's go on to the fir- third phase. Third phase is let's bring in the humans. Basic idea. So third phase is the important one, in my opinion. Um, getting through phase one and two can be easy. Phase three could show you where there's complications. Because there's not, I mean, let's say you... Uh, the extremes here, like a pregnant lady from Southeast Asia, is different than the hormones of a pregnant lady in North America. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I'm just saying that's an example of why you need to test these things widely to make sure that there aren't birth defects or any other issues before you give them to the whole world as a cure and uh, panacea. Uh, Johnson Johnson is in the news. Katie Holmes down 1.2%. They reported its highest level of orders since 2005. Um, that's strong. Mortgage applications up 6.8%, 3% increase in purchase applications. Um, the House passed a continuing resolution bill last night. It's expected to be approved by the Senate. So a little bit of work getting done in Washington tied towards keeping the government open. Not getting stimulus out, but keeping the government funded. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Weekly jobless claims rose unexpectedly. Number of first-time filers for unemployment benefits were slightly higher than expected last week, which tells you the labor market remains sluggish. There's not going to be a V-shaped recovery. No stimulus definitively not going to be a V-shaped recovery. Congress or lawmakers, as I like to call them, are struggling right now to move forward with new stimulus packages, something economists argue is needed for the economic recovery to continue. So that's story number one of the day. Story number two of the day. U.S. colleges saw fewer undergrads enroll this fall. Um, That shouldn't be too much of a shocker, huh? With COVID, community college got hit the hardest. Uh, Online colleges did the best. 
A lot of traditional colleges are beefing up their online presence as they anticipate the trend to accelerate. We're seeing a change in the way we're viewing colleges. Now, this is just one year. It happens to be a year in COVID. But some of the trends that we're seeing in grocery delivery, in food delivery, in other areas that COVID has accelerated uh, online education for K through 12, why not go for the colleges too? That trend should bleed into that. Although the online colleges have a lot of money on it. So they're going to do everything they can to make sure your kid comes to school so they can gouge them in dormitory prices, cafeteria prices, book prices, uh, tuition prices. Let's love our children and gouge them, shall we? It's been an interesting few weeks for Michael Jordan. He got into DraftKings as a board member and as an equity investment. That man puts his name on something, and he does well. Whether you're Nike, you're Pepsi, they own Gatorade, DraftKings. Um, Michael Jordan is getting into NASCAR with Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson, you might remember, you might not remember, uh, really pushed NASCAR to ban the Confederate flag at races this year. And then next thing you know, COVID hits, and oh, they found a noose, oh, a noose in his garage. He happens to be black American. Um, this is a powerful relationship. So Michael Jordan hires Bubba Watson to be his driver. Michael Jordan gets a uh, investment in it. Along comes um, Danny Hamlin is kind of like going to be his um, mentor or. The person who runs the business of the race car. This is a huge moment for NASCAR. NASCAR largely appeals to um, southern males, southern Caucasian males. Um, but Michael Jordan grew up in North Carolina, grew up a NASCAR fan. So he is a perfect, perfect for this sport. It is a Tiger Woods-like moment in golf where a lot of black Americans were growing up and they saw, hey, that guy looks like me and he's dominating. I should play golf too. This is going to be big for NASCAR. I don't know of a NASCAR investment, but I'll start thinking of them. So this is a nice moment in history. Um, if you're a corporation, wouldn't you want to support Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace to try to promote positive change? This is going to give sponsorships a golden, golden opportunity to align themselves with two black Americans who are icons in the sport, who are trying to change the sport, who are in the business of advertising on the cars. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. I was looking at some of the cost tied towards NASCAR and to fill a competitive car. Yearly cost is about $20 million. So, that's that's not crazy. That's not a lot of money to someone like a Michael Jordan or Nike. Sponsorship can help as building a top car can run $400,000 or more between paying for a crew, travel tires, and other vehicle maintenance. You easily spend a million dollars race. That's not a lot of money. That's not a lot of money for the, the Michael Jordans of the world. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. And strangely... Don't you think the cameras are going to go crazy seeing Michael Jordan in the pit crew? Don't you honestly? Now, he can't go out there and dominate the sport himself. 
Although back in the day, Nike probably ran an uh, ad campaign with him and Bo Jackson racing against each other, playing football against each other, playing baseball against each other, jumping all over the moon against each other. Uh, Nike's going to love this. Nike, maybe that's the winner right there. Maybe that's the winner right there. I don't know. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Dow rises 100 points as tech shares are bouncing apples up 1% today. Um, the continuing claims that I said was the top story of the day, it is the top story of the day. It's That's the one thing that we should be looking at because the extended, uh, the extra unemployment benefits that we got due to stimulus ended, ended a couple of weeks ago. And now there's continuing unemployment claims and first-time unemployment claims sting a little bit more as far as the economy speaks. Aurora stock plunged 30% because it's growing so much weed. When the whole weed thing hit, I wanted to like it. I wanted to like the story. It, it comes and goes typically during election years um, as more states legalize uh, marijuana. But two years ago, Canada legalized marijuana. Not their states, not their regions, not the Quebec, the breakaway province, whatever you want to call it. But Canada legalized it, and the story on Wall Street started to get stickier. Sticky, stick, the sticky wicky, right? I don't know. We have a drop there somewhere from uh, uh, someone talking about marijuana. Call it the sticky wicky. Aurora Cannabis shed 30% of its value on Wednesday. Poppy needs that sticky icky for his glaucoma. Yeah. Sticky icky. Thank you. Thank you. I had to call for it. That's not the best way to, to practice communication, but. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all me. Because I needed the sticky icky to move forward with the story. Aurora Cannabis down 30% yesterday. And like I told you, the story kind of gets interesting every couple of years because we're like, oh, they're going to make CBD beverages and people are going to fall asleep easier. Oh, that'll help CVS stock because people will be going, instead of getting sleepy pills, oh, did you hear about the senator who took a sleepy pill and suddenly he woke up in another woman's bed? Yes, it was the sleeping pill that did that. Um, not cool, right? Not cool. But we look at marijuana as a growth industry, and it is a growth industry. The problem is it's easy to grow weed. I've told the story once. I've told it a million times, not to exaggerate, but a friend of mine was going through a divorce. He's like, hey, I got a couple extra marijuana plants. Can I put them in your backyard so the cops can't see them? I said, sure. What do I need to do? Water them? He goes, barely. They're weeds. They'll grow on their own. It's not a tough thing to figure out. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Enrollment in colleges across the country is down about 2.5% with community colleges getting the worst hit. Interest in online colleges are picking up and enrollment in online colleges picking up. Is this a long-term trend? Probably not. Is this one of the biggest problems that we need to address in the United States? Yes. And in my opinion, we need to address college affordability and college costs before we tell student loans that you get a walk away free. Um, you see people like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders say college is uh, it's a racket. Too many of our young people. I'm not going to do a Bernie Sanders scream. So our young people are coming out of college. Too, like, too many of our young kids are coming out of college with too much debt. I agree. 
And too many of our kids coming out of college are coming out of college without a degree that's functional as far as getting a job. Um, it's frustrating. As a parent, it's, it's got to be horrifying, right? So student loan forgiveness may wipe out student loan debt for 40-plus million consumers who have it. Uh, many young people struggle with their college debt more so than any other debt, in large part because it's right after they finish college. And a young person wants to go out and see the world and, and get their first job and fall in love and um, party without parents in their own apartment. And that's not all coming to fruition. And that's one of the reasons that college costs hurt so much is now you're living at home paying off your college costs. Ouch. Loan forgiveness plans on your own, uh, on their own, aren't going to fix the problem with colleges in the United States. And it won't help future generations who still have to pay tuition and fees to earn degrees. So being Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders and saying, anyone who's got debt, you vote for me and I'll wipe out your debt. It's not going to fix the problem. We need to fix the cost of colleges. And that's one of the areas that I'm fascinated with because I, you want to have children have a chance to succeed. And you see through media and everything else, the best chances are typically through a college degree. Um, now, you don't want kids to have a lot of loan debt, but I had loan debt and I paid it off. And I'm not saying, well, back in the day, I got Prop 13 and it's good for me. It's not good for you. Screw you. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I'm saying we got to slow down and approach the problem as we see it. Um, too much student debt's not the problem. The cost of college is the problem. So we support our children with free education, public education from K through 12. Uh, one area that I know this is going to be expensive, I'm going to start spending tax money, is I think we should provide two years of community college or high-quality training without any debt for anyone who wants to attend after high school. We need to go K through 12 plus two. Um, I don't think you have to go plus four, but a little bit more education that's taken a little bit more seriously and not in a, how shall we say, click-driven environment, which is high school, I think would help our young people enormously. I think uh, to get in on this, I think Facebook, Google, Amazon, Apple – uh, any company who's a big provider of jobs in the United States help, needs to help craft a plan to train future employees. Not low-skill employees, not low-income employees, but more the middle-class employees, middle-to-upper-class. Um, it should be a human right in the United States. We are a land of plenty. We are a land of too much. Um, two years of community college or high-quality training should be obvious. Any family that makes under 125000 should have free college for their children. After that, plus two years, they can get the extra two years of a state college for no cost. Let the taxpayers eat that one. Um, I'm not sure we solve it through you know, more aid or Pell Grants. Um, I think we got to lower the cost of colleges. And I think COVID is going to maybe take us a step in the right direction of states starting to say, you know, we don't want kids in colleges. We want them online. We want to train them. So it's frustrating because what I just threw out and probably makes the most common sense to people. And sure, it can be prettied up and gussied up and, and made proper, but it's frustrating as a, a dad. Like, you want your kids to succeed, and you look at the price of college, and you go, 
you see the frustration. If I'm choosing between retirement or send my kid to college, I'm going to try to send my kid to college because that's the right thing to do. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll clean. I'll, I'll, I'll mow grass when I'm 75 years old. Like, that's our nature. Uh, but Americans should be put in that, that dilemma. We should educate our students enough to get jobs. I know it sounds crazy, but they're going to pay us back in tax money. But if, you know, if your only skill is like sitting around the house and managing a property or your only skill is sitting around the house and cleaning pools or mowing yards, we're at a tip, tipping point in America right now. And we need to fix this college cost thing. So we need to look at it pretty aggressively and pretty intelligently. But I digress. Good website because it's going to be one of the biggest things that is a cost in your life. Savingforcollege.com savingforcollege.com Mark Cuban who I think is a pretty smart guy um, am I in love with him? No do I think he's a, a TV media personality that's really funny? No he owned a company called broadcast.com he did it out of his uh, college dormitory and broadcast.com was the first online radio internet out there before there was Spotify, before there was Apple Music you went to broadcast.com, and you could choose your type of music or sports that you wanted to listen to. And some stations uh, like KBNR, K- no, KBNP in Portland, a business station, they put themselves on broadcast.com. I don't know what the cost was or if there was a cost, but 25 years ago when I broke into media, you could hear me on KBNP out of Portland anywhere in the world. And Mark Cuban kind of – he, he – cornered that market fast ultimately he ends up selling that market to yahoo for a ridiculous multi-billion dollar fortune and then he shorted yahoo because he thought it was ridiculous they would pay billions of dollars for his property on the internet that didn't have exclusive deals or anything like that what it had was first mover advantage what it had was a lot of users followers Um, But they weren't going to be sticky to it as real radio stations, other radio stations, big radio stations, well-funded radio stations all came online. And yeah, they, you know, Clear Channel started consolidating the whole industry, but like you can stream this show online. But Mark Cuban was the first to like put together a site that you can find multiple streams. That's genius. So I like him enormously uh, just because of his meme quality ability to speak. Um, he, he says things that are pretty common sense to me. So I, I guess that that's what I'm saying. I feel his common sense vibe. Uh, he's talking about how all Americans need another stimulus check right now. I don't know if I'm going to get into that. But he's a business owner, and he has employees who work concession stands. He owns the Dallas Mavericks. He owns other businesses. Um, he, I think he knows. I think he's probably in touch and you're going, well, he's a billionaire. He could just pay people more. He's a billionaire. He could just write them all checks. That's not the solution at this point in time. Is that part of the problem? Yeah. But it's not the solution. So he thinks 128 million households could use a $1,000 check every two weeks for the next two months. Uh, most of that would be spent within 10 days of receipt. Um, people aren't going to lock it up. People are going to use it or lose it. Um and I think he's right. I think you know we have a problem with our economy right now that if we're not going to get serious, we are going to double-dip recess. 
And right now it doesn't look like Republicans and Democrats are going to work together on getting serious. Um, the CARES Act, the HEROES Act, the HEALS Act, the skinny stimulus. Um, I'm getting tired of talking about it. Will you get a second stimulus check? I don't know. Um, our Congress and President seem to be very, very dysfunctional with each other right now. And probably for the best, right? Anyhow, I went down a weird box there, didn't I? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. California is going to ban the sales of new gasoline-powered vehicles starting in 2035. Fascinating. I saw this hit yesterday, and I was like, huh. Gavin Newsom said, by the year 2035, no more brand-new gas-powered-only vehicles sold in California. He's trying to give the auto industry a long enough runway that they can adapt. He's trying to say this is going to help um, our economy. It's going to accelerate innovation, entrepreneurialism. It's going to help the economy. It's going to help the environment. Um, electric vehicles are just 2.6% of all new car sales. I don't know his proposal well enough to tell you whether or not it's hybrids, but it's, it looks like gasoline-powered vehicles. So is that all gasoline-powered vehicles? If it is, hybrids? This is going to be a fun, fun um, unfolding. But you know what? I love California. 25 years ago, I was on the East Coast, and East Coasters make fun of West Coasters. Oh, you live in earthquake country. If your house falls on you, don't ask us for help. And we'd go, oh, you're not allowed to smoke in restaurants. Uh, shame on the hippies. Uh, oh, no plastic bags, or plastic bags cost 25 cents. Plastic bags cost 50 cents. Plastic bags um, are banned, and then plastic bags come back during COVID. Well, that's okay. But California tends to lead. And does the rest of the country ban gas-powered vehicles? Ultimately, yes. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I got into an interesting conversation with some family members, uh, in-laws, if you will. It's a political discussion, but it explains exactly what I try to do on this radio show. And it stinks because at times I think you think I'm a Republican or I think you think I'm a Democrat or I think you think I'm a Libertarian or I think you think I'm a, an atheist or I think you think I'm, you know, you, you have your opinions of me that I try to show you none of them. But with the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, families are talking. <laughs> families are talking and I've seen more families completely hate on each other, uh, unfriend each other, never talk to each other. Christmases are over. P summer picnics with Kentucky Fried Chicken where we could play softball. Finished. All of that has happened um, in my extended family. And I find it very dramatic because it's none of my, my bloodline, so to speak. But a person was talking to me, asking me if I thought the Republicans should refrain from confirming Supreme Court justice. And it was point blank. What do you think they should do? Should they delay or not? And I'm like, I'm not in the business of telling you what should happen. I'm in the business of telling you what will happen. When I talk about stock markets, I'm talking about seven out of 10 years being up. I'm talking about you saving for retirement. I'm talking about in 40 years when you retire, if you don't have a plan, you're going to have a plan called poverty. 
I'm not in the business of telling you like, oh, you should start saving money now and cut down on your budget and your expenses and take a, I, I do a little bit of that, but I try not to be preachy. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. You're going to hit retirement and have no money if you don't save for it. If you don't supplement your supplemental income called Social Security. Social Security was supposed to be called a supplemental program. It wasn't supposed to give you enough money to live off of uh, well. It was supposed to give you enough money so you could barely eat. And through the years, you know, back in the 60s, that made total sense. But through the year, communities would pick up and help people. And the government gave a little bit of assistance. Through the years, that's gotten stretched and stretched and stretched. And I see more of you, you know, ice skating towards retirement, all happy and gleeful. I can't be gleeful about this. This disturbs me. So if I were to predict what's going to happen, I'll tell you. I think the Republicans are going to push through a lame duck session Supreme Court nominee. I think that's how the political forces are pushing. But that's not my business. I'm in the business of telling you not what should happen, what will happen. It's very, very different. I'm not in the business of determining right or wrong. I'm not here to try to tell you, go take a pill and you won't get COVID. Go sit in the, on a beach and you won't get COVID. I'm not, that's not me. I'm in the business of predicting the future. I have to have a crystal ball. And what works for me is that seven out of ten years, the stock market goes up. So it makes my job really freaking easy. There's a better chance of you losing your luggage on an airline flight than there is of you losing money on Wall Street if you diversify and if you give it time. The two things that matter the most are diversification and time in the market. It'll work to your favor. And that's why that stupid Acorns app, it is so stupid, it's brilliant. Yeah, round up your your purchases in real life because you don't have time to send a check to a broker. I know how busy you are. And it'll automatically invest for your future. You can even set it up to be a retirement account or you can set it up just to be a normal account. I think that's brilliant. Um, that's what the average American needs. Because let's face it, the average American, at one point in time, 10 million Americans were watching Two and a Half Men, which has to be the worst television show ever produced. And yet, it was the number one show in America. Americans bought pet rocks in the 70s. We are not a smart nation. Between Charlie Sheen sitcoms and buying pet rocks, we're not smart. Then we, uh, we go to like all-white dance parties on... on uh, New Year's Eve, we throw down ridiculous amounts of money so we can hang out with other people and, and hear club music and drink uh, vodka straight up, baby. Um, it's an odd reference. Vodka straight up. Uh, we're a silly nation. I'm not in the business of telling you right or wrong. I'm not in the business of telling what the Republicans or Democrats should do. I'm in the business of saying, in the future, I have to predict things. Oftentimes, I predict things that I disagree with. Most of the time, I, just, I, I pick things that I disagree with. I'm not a big fan of Apple's corporate power. But I see, I see their ecology as dominant. Do I socially love that? No. Same thing with Facebook. Do I, I see them as dominant in what they do. And then they buy their competition. Why would I not invest in that? I could predict that their futures look better because their dominant positions they're in now. 
could I tell you what they should do? Yeah, I think Facebook should charge you $1 a year. And then your racist comments that you post and your ugly baby pictures that you post, suddenly you're not going to do it if it's going to cost you a dollar to share your, your idiocy with the world. I know. I know. I just taught you a lot about what I'm trying to do on the show. I have to predict the future. It's not that hard. But what you shouldn't ever do is use your heart with your investments. I've made that very, very clear. I think people are going to smoke for many years to come. I'm predicting it. I don't think we'll break that habit. I think it's addictive. Is there an investment there? Yeah. Is it good as good as tech investments? Probably not. Will I favor one over the other? I should. But can I predict that? Absolutely. Grocery stores are going to be in business in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 years, right? That's not a tough prediction. We need food.